I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hello, my friends, and welcome back to what the hell is my brain doing? A couple of weeks ago, I gave a presentation on a corporate level about imposter syndrome and productivity. And for those of you that don't know, part of what I offer is that I actually go into many businesses and corporations and I do learning events or I do presentations based around the idea of productivity and imposter syndrome and burnout. The reason these are such important topics is because it's everywhere. There are so many of us that are struggled. We wonder, how do I accomplish these things? What do I need to do? And life is meant to be enjoyed is a phrase we hear, but yet it sometimes feels like that's impossible. And our brain really likes to make that seem even more impossible. And so one of the things that I just really loved about this conference, it was geared towards women in the corporate world. We talked to some managers and the whole idea was that all of us struggle in one aspect of whatever that may look like in the corporate and having other people that can be supportive, that are like you coming together for that is such an invaluable opportunity. So in this particular instance, it was uh, women of all different fields that came together to kind of talk about what it looks like to manage or be a part of this middle management moving forward. And so this is where I came in, where I wanted to talk about the impact imposter syndrome has on our productivity. To do this, I wanted to share some of the things that came from that and kind of just give you some ideas that might apply to you as well. So to do that, I want to go back and let's talk about imposter syndrome and what it is. So imposter syndrome is when you minimize your accomplishments and you maximize your doubts. But one of the things that I found very interesting about that whole idea is that there's been studies that show that about 75% of female executives experience imposter syndrome. So that's a lot of women out there that are experiencing this, this phenomenon. And there's many famous people that have come out and said this, but I think for a lot of us too, we just assume, well, I may be feeling this, but nobody else is. And this was something that I've even struggled with. This is something that many of my clients have struggled with. It's kind of a part of us where we struggle to accept the accomplishments that we have. One of the things I think is really important why I want to talk about this is because of that 75%, 85% don't talk about it because they're afraid that they're going to be perceived as weak. And I see this in so many people where we kind of hedge around it. It's like, well, this could potentially be the problem or I'm not as productive because of this reason, because we don't want to actually say it's because I don't believe that I deserve my success. I don't believe that I've actually accomplished the things that I set out to do. And that is why imposter syndrome is such an important conversation when it comes to productivity. So like I said, imposter syndrome is when we minimize our accomplishments and productivity is essentially determined by our accomplishments. And so when I kind of put these two together and said, the reason why we don't feel like we're as productive is because we're measuring those accomplishments. Am I accomplished? Am I not accomplished? If I don't feel accomplished, then therefore I'm not going to get those things done. But I had a question come up too that was very interesting where somebody said, well, what's the difference between like self-doubt and imposter syndrome? And in tying into this productivity, self-doubt is when you question like what you do. Like, can I do this? Uh, maybe I don't have enough information. I need to get the information. Whereas imposter syndrome is when you question who you are. So your worth depends on what you do and how others perceive that. So again, if my accomplishment is something that determines I'm productive, you're productive because you've accomplished X, Y, and Z, and somebody else doesn't perceive that as valuable or they perceive that as valuable is then how that impacts how we view ourselves. When we continually have self-doubt of like, I can't do this. I'm not sure if I know how that can lead to the imposter syndrome because we start to say, I can't do this. And I wonder what somebody else is thinking along the way. 
So imposter syndrome, again, kind of starts with the idea that you lack confidence in something, that you just don't believe in your abilities. You don't believe in what you can present to the world. You're also afraid of what somebody's going to think or feel. So you've got that fear of judgment going on. Then when you don't feel good enough, that just kind of rears its head. And so then you maximize all of those doubts. Those doubts just come out and like scream, I don't know what I'm doing. What's interesting, I think, is that imposter syndrome starts to show up when you're trying to make an impact in the world. When you're trying to do something that's outside of the norm. So if we go back and remember, our brain wants us to feel like we fit in, wants to feel like we belong. So anytime I do something that shows like, look at me doing this thing is immediate cause for somebody to judge me, is immediate cause for somebody to think something of me. And that in turn creates all this anxiety, fear within us. All of these emotions start to come up and we just don't know what to do with it. That in turn, it creates this idea of, well, maybe I just, I'm just lucky, or maybe somebody else is better at this than me, or, or maybe somebody can, can do this better. And I just need to like not show up. And it makes you play small. Imposter syndrome makes you not show up in the best way possible. So then how does that impact your productivity? Obviously you don't feel productive because you feel like, I don't know what I'm really supposed to do. I don't know if somebody will appreciate this. You start to procrastinate things. You start to also have this perfectionistic thing where it has to be perfect. It has to be just right. And all of that feeds into this imposter syndrome. The other aspect of imposter syndrome is sometimes you feel like you need more training. You need more information. And how many of us have ever felt like that? It's like, I need this stamp of approval. And because I need this stamp of approval, then somebody will take me seriously. So then we sit there with this project whatever that may look like. And we sit and we stare at it and we think, okay, maybe I can figure it out. I, I, some self-doubt, but then it's like, but if I don't, like what's going to happen? What are all the things that could go wrong? And I want you to notice how, even as I talked, it sounded like this frantic energy. That's what imposter syndrome starts to do is it starts to make you just frantic about everything. So one of the things that I thought was very interesting with this conversation And that I've seen with a lot of my clients and with those that I've worked with and around is that we base our worth based upon what we can produce or what we can do. And I want to go and I'm going to show you in all sorts of examples what this might look like. So perhaps as a mom, it might be, what do my kids look like? Are my kids behaving? Are my kids doing the things that they need to do? Are they moving forward? Are they making a name for themselves? And when they're not, when they might be misbehaving or when they might be not performing at the level we deem that they should be, we internalize that I did something wrong and somebody's going to judge me. I'll admit that as a mom, that is something that I struggle with, but more along the lines of how my kids act. Sometimes my kids might react in a way that is loud or is overpowering. And I'm always thinking somebody's going to think I can't control my children, whatever that may look like. And so then that feeds into me. They're going to think I'm a bad mom. Now notice how none of this is about the kids. I'm not sitting there thinking my kids are crazy or anything like that because that's not true. I'm instead thinking, how are they judging me? What are they thinking about me? And this isn't a narcissist quality or a bad quality. This is just simply part of that imposter syndrome where we determine our worth based upon what we produce or what we can accomplish or what that looks like. So if you consider in entrepreneurship, if I can give some quality information, like let's even take this podcast, I can give you some information and based upon how it's received, then can mean something about me. So if I put out a podcast and nobody likes it, nobody listens to it, then that can then mean I don't have anything of value to say or nothing of worth. And that's a problem. But what's interesting is I'm even going to use this example of there are thousands of people that listen to this podcast. And when I heard that, there was a little part of me that was like, oh, but maybe somebody can give this information better or, 
And that, again, is that imposter syndrome that wants to stop you from moving forward. So I'm going to share, when you set a goal and you say, these are the things that I want to accomplish, a lot of times with imposter syndrome, we set these impossible goals, these things that are so out there that we think, how are we going to even accomplish it? Well, honestly, we don't actually think we're going to because we think somebody else will move forward with it. Somebody else will be better. And so I think some of the things that I really want you to understand is that not only is this a fear that comes in, but your self-worth comes into effect where you start to feel like, who am I? Am I valuable? And so I want to give you some ideas of what you to do. Here's how we're going to tie this back to the productivity. If your self-worth is linked to your accomplishments, so how I view myself, what I'm able to produce in the world, if I link that to my accomplishments, like I said, I'm going to set those unrealistic goals because I'm going to feel like I have something to prove. I have something to show somebody. But the emotion that starts to come up is you just don't feel like you're good enough. You start to compare yourself to everybody else. And when you do that, that leads to unproductivity because suddenly it's overwhelming. And I want you to go back to those conversations we had where that fight, flight, or freeze starts to kick in. And this is a freeze response where it's like, I don't know if I can do this. Now, what's interesting is all of that creates shame. Remember, we talked about this with productivity a couple of weeks ago, where when I feel like what I've done isn't enough, I don't feel productive. I don't feel like I'm moving anything forward. And so all of that combines, again, if I feel like I'm not enough and somebody else is going to judge what I'm doing or I'm comparing myself to somebody else, imposter syndrome rears its head and it keeps us frozen. But my friends, it doesn't have to stay that way. So first off, we're having this conversation. I think it's really, really important to understand your own imposter syndrome. If you don't think you suffer from that, I think that's not trying to say you do, but I do want you to notice what do you tie your self-worth to? So is it how much money I've made? Is it the promotions I've received? When you tie your self-worth to something external like that, that then feeds that feeling of I'm not enough. So instead, what I want you to do is to separate them. Start to separate your self-worth from what you accomplish and make the accomplishments more factual. I make X amount of dollars. That has nothing to do with my abilities, who I am as a person. It's just a fact. I accomplish this many tasks. That's just a fact. When I can separate those facts, then what ends up happening is that I can recognize who I am as a person has nothing to do with what I produce. And I want to go back to the idea of this podcast. I put this out here because I really enjoy talking about the brain and I enjoy sharing that information. And yes, I do have people that listen and that does make me feel good. But at the same time, I don't sit here with my podcast and say, I wonder if somebody will listen to this. And if they will, maybe they'll get some information. Okay, maybe there's a slight part of me that does. But really what it is, is I sit there and I think I'm going to produce something that I'm excited about that feels right to me. And it doesn't matter what somebody else might think or feel about it. When you come with that feeling of I'm going to produce this because I'm excited about it, because it resonates with me, then you separate that scarcity, that not enoughness, that not feeling like you're achieving anything. And instead you move into something that is achievable, something that you feel really good about. So when you're dealing with productivity, there's two things that I want you to consider. Again, going to this imposter syndrome is sometimes the external things that we look at and then those internal. So all those things we talked about, just external, the facts, the things that are outside of my control, the things that they just are what they are. There is a project that's due and it's just a project that's due. Whether I accomplish it or not, that's a different story. This is the project. This is what has to happen to move it forward. And a lot of times we think that the productivity, like it doesn't happen, that again means something. So instead, I want you to take this project and say, this project will get accomplished. These are my dates, my deadlines, my due dates, all the things that we've talked about when it comes to productivity. 
Those will help when it comes to that external. But I want to focus on some of those internal things because the imposter syndrome is the internal. It's the one that stops you from moving forward. So again, we want to look at what are my stress levels looking like? What's this idea of what I can accomplish, what I can't accomplish? Because we become paralyzed in indecision when we are constantly worried about, am I making the right choice? How will somebody view this? What's going on? I had a conversation with a client and that was exactly what they were feeling. They were feeling like there's so many options ahead of them and they weren't sure what to do. Which path do I take? Because simply there were so many that they thought this might work, this might work, but what if somebody thinks this or that? And we had to really look and say, no, wait, what do you want? What do you internally want? And when you can look at that, that's able to then put that imposter syndrome aside to say, I'm not caring about other people. Remember, other people are external. I have no control over them. High achieving individuals, those that often struggle with imposter syndrome, we keep pushing through everything. We think if we hustle, then we will somehow get this magic thing and we'll just automatically work out. And remember, that leads to burnout. Burnout is one of the number one consequences of imposter syndrome because you keep feeling like you have something to prove. So internally ask yourself, well, do I have something to prove? And what would happen if I just believed I was capable or believed in myself? And if I can challenge that perfectionism, remember some is better than none. Moving forward is better than no progress. So if I say, what would that look like for me? What if I take a break? What if I say no? Like, how are those things helpful for me so that I don't keep pushing myself forward to burnout? The other thing is being able to set the boundaries. Now, all of this is to say, I'm giving you some very practical things that you can do, some things that might be helpful. But even as you're listening, if you're like, that doesn't work for me, that's a boundary you get to set for you where you're just like, oh, that doesn't work. And guess what, guys? That's okay. You don't have to do everything. You can take something, you can say this works for me and then move it forward. A lot of times because we think I'm struggling with this and I need to be better, I need to do everything. So then we end up people pleasing or we end up like over functioning, like being this overachiever. And all that happens is we burn out quicker. So instead being able to listen to say, will this work for me? Is this something I need? Is this helpful? Those are things that challenge that imposter syndrome and are really helpful when it comes to all of that. So if you want to feel more productive and you feel like externally these things aren't working, I want you to go back and look internally. Internally, how am I feeling about my productivity? Am I linking it to my self-worth? Am I linking it to what others may say? If I am, then don't be afraid to take a step back to say, what would it look like if this was just for me? What would it look like if I just enjoyed the process? Or what would this look like if I just did this anyway? Those are really good questions that get you just moving forward. But if it's something deeper, if it's a true burnout and it feels more like it's some high achieving depression, perhaps, or something else, it's more of a conversation. And that's something that I want to help you with. One of the things that makes me different from everybody else out there is that I can give you the how for sure. That's what a lot of people say. They're like, just go to your thoughts. But I think the number one thing that we're avoiding is our feelings because your feelings will tell you something. So when you're struggling with productivity, often imposter syndrome it's that feeling of just not being enough, of being judged, of being afraid. That's what I help you with is those feelings. I can tell you to think positively all day long. It may not work though, or it might work. But the key is, what are we feeling? What does that look like inside so that you can then be emotionally healthy, emotionally intelligent, whatever phrase you want to use so that you can create that big impact you want in the world. 
It is possible. You can do amazing things, whether it's through the corporate world or whether it's through entrepreneurship or whether it's just being you. Whatever that looks like, you can do that. But if your imposter syndrome is going to get in the way, it's going to stop you from being productive and moving forward. So I invite you to get on a call. Let me help you with your imposter syndrome so that you can finally let it go and you can become the individual that you want to be. You can be productive. You can also feel like you can deal with the emotions that come up and the things that you are really struggling with. So get on a call. There's plenty of links there. Go to julielamcoaching.com where you can set up a call with me right now. But my friends, you don't have to struggle. You can increase your productivity. You can be amazing. And I know you can do that. And it's first understanding sometimes those deeper layers. So until next time, this is Julie Lamb with What the Hell is My Brain Doing? If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more. believe in you. And I hope you believe in you too. This is how we do it. Stick with it. See you soon. Have a great day.